0: You're listening to Wholesaling Inc, episode number 683. I have $1,000 invested in this piece of land, and I've now sold it for $35,000 on a contract that I'm getting monthly payments on of $534 a month. I was profitable on month three on that land. And oh, by the way, I don't have to evict anybody. There's no toilets to fix. There's no roaches, rats or anything. I don't have to worry about this land. So what did I do? I kept mailing and we kept buying land at massive discounts. And we kept selling this land at retail value and getting payments. And every one of these payments add up. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Today, I want to talk to you about myself, Brent Bowers, who I am and how I came across this incredible, incredible niche in real estate that allows me to make passive income on a daily basis. But you know what? It was not always this good. I didn't always have all the time I wanted. I didn't always have fifty-nine, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a month coming in and land payments. It had to start from a huge problem. And this huge problem I was having was called a job that was sucking my soul. So I was in the military. I was in the military roughly eight and a half years. I started as an E-1 private, and then I got to Sergeant E-5. And then the Army saw something in me because I was such a hard worker. They saw something in me. They wanted to make me an officer. So they selected me. They paid me uh, two years to go to school to allow me to be an Army officer. So I went from having a lot of fun being enlisted to being an army officer and just getting just beat down every day by meetings and missions and planning for missions and executing missions. For those of you in the military, you know exactly what I mean. I'm preaching to the choir. So I did eight and a half years in the military and I kind of calculated up and this could be give or take a few days, but I was only home for about four years out of that eight and a half. So that was two deployments to Afghanistan, multiple field exercises, Germany, Hohensfeld, you name it. We were always in the field. My first uh, duty station was with combat engineers. We found bombs on the side of the road. My second duty station was, thank God, it was uh, Florida Institute of Technology to become an Army officer. And my third duty station was Fort Carson, Colorado, where we have the baddest killers in the world. It is the infantry, and that is who protects us from foreign threats you name it. So the thing about the infantry is they, they live in the field. Going back to 2010, my first deployment was exactly, you know, about 3 days shy of 1 year and then I went on a second deployment pretty much a year later and my first wife, you know, left. She was tired of it and she had every excuse. I don't blame her. I was always gone. And I'm sure some of you listeners can relate to this. You're always gone. You're always at work. Me, I was always answering to Uncle Sam. You know, in the military, Uncle Sam comes first, then your family. Well, that's not my belief. I believe that God's got to come first, your family, and then your work or your business. So, you know, just getting into it, I was getting my... Basically, my soul was getting sucked out because I was working so many hours with the military. And while I was in college, I actually got to meet the woman of my dreams, Emily. And we've been married a little over five years now. And we have three beautiful children. So, you know, going back to 2013, 2014, after these deployments, I'm just getting to Fort Carson. I knew I had to come up with something different. I my first son was on the way and I just I couldn't relish the fact of always being gone. We were always in the field and I wasn't going to miss this little boy's life as well as, you know, all the time that me and my my wife Emily could be spending together. So I got it in my head that I was going to find a better way. So I was out there and I was sending mailers for houses, uh, trying to buy ugly houses. I was buying these lists, these houses that were behind on their taxes and just code violations. And I was mailing these houses and I was just working like crazy. I mean, I had to be at formation in the military at 6 a.m. So I would get up at 4 And I would start working on my real estate business up until about 5.30 and I'd have to jump in the car and fly to to the base. And then after I get off work at six, seven o'clock at night, I would then pick up on my real estate. I was building a real estate business, but I would pick up on my real estate duties is what I I call it at that time to get that business off the ground roughly seven or eight o'clock at night after we would put my son to bed. And there'd be several nights where I'd just find myself still at midnight Working to get this real estate business off the ground. and then I would have to do it all over again the next day at four am. So I went from you know working one job to now two jobs just to try and get this business off the ground. Well, I had little little tiny successes, you know I would wholesale a house and make a quick you know eight or five thousand dollars, which was great money. It was like almost a month and a half paycheck. In the military but i knew there had to be a better way so and this whole time on these lists i kept coming across vacant land so i didn't understand it it was just vacant land on this list and one day one day i decided that i was going to mail this vacant land and i did i sent them all a postcard and within three days my phone had completely exploded i thought i had done something wrong so I start taking these phone calls and lo and behold, these people wanted to talk to me. They were nothing like house sellers. These were land sellers. These guys did not have a major problem. It was just land that they, they didn't care about or they had just never been to, or maybe they inherited this land you know, 10, 20 years ago and they never stepped foot on it. So they were so easy to deal with. Going back to the first one I dealt with, this was a man. He was a certified public accountant, a CPA, and he had traded some tax work for this piece of land back in the 90s. Well, here I am. I sent him an offer, actual offer in the mail back in 2016, and he's been sitting on this land for quite some time, and he just no longer cares about it. He just wanted to sell it for some quick cash, so I met him at a coffee shop you know, got to know him a little bit, built some great rapport. We had some things in common and he agreed to sell the land to me for $275. Yes, you heard me right. $275 for a piece of land that overlooks national forest in Colorado. But there was one catch. This land is not buildable and we don't know when it was going to be buildable because they had to build another road over the railroad tracks so the firefighters could get in and out if there were ever a fire in that area. So the city was stopping it from being buildable. Well, I didn't care. I thought $275 was a great price. I shook the man's hand and asked if he'd give me a couple of days to go and look at it. I knew I wouldn't be off until Saturday. So me my wife, Emily, and our brand new newborn baby got in the truck and we rode and checked out this land. It was almost an hour North of our house. And this was the most beautiful, spectacular piece of property I'd ever seen in my life. And I could not figure out why this guy was selling it to me for $275. I just knew it had to be a scam, had to be a catch. You know, what grandma always says, you know, if it's too good, it says, sounds too good to be true it probably is. So we go, we look it over, we sit on it, we taste the dirt, we play around and just, you know, like, what if this is a real deal? You know, we're going back and forth and it's time to go home. So we get back in the truck, me and Emily and Zechariah, and I see a real estate office, not even a mile from this land. And I, I told Emily, I was like, you know what? If anybody knows about this land, it's going to be this real estate office right here. So I call them. I'm not expecting someone to answer on a Saturday morning. Sure enough, this sweet lady answers the phone and I forget the real estate company's name. I actually even forget her name, but uh, I know the property was on Lake Ave. I won't forget the address. It actually did not have an address, but it was just on Lake Ave. I asked her, I said, you know, I got this piece of land. It's a lot right on Lake Ave. And here's a city. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I'm very familiar with that area. Uh, It won't be buildable. We don't know for the foreseeable future. I was like, well, awesome. What do you think I could sell this land for if I were to list it with you? And we need to price it right because I don't have a lot of money. And I'm buying this land here in the next couple of days. I've got to price this thing for a 30-day blowout sale price. What do you recommend I list it for? And I almost wrecked the truck when she said $10,000. I just had to think for a minute. I was like, I-, I don't even know how to figure out that ROI, but that is a massive amount of money I'm going to gain and earn and profit. I'm paying 275 for this piece of land. So I say, okay, it's okay if I call you back. I get to talk over with my wife. And I hang up, and not three minutes later, this real estate agent calls me back and says, hey, I had a thought, is it okay if I buy the land? And I was like, I was really just blown away. I I was very well caught off guard. And I said, sure, Uh, what are you offering? You know, I'm a polished salesman. So I—that's the first thing I could think of was, what are you offering? And she said, you know, I could pay $5,000. And I just, (laughs) I didn't say anything. I just started, I just got this huge smile on my face. So I said, well, after I choked a little bit, I said, well, when do you want to buy it? And she said, I could buy it next week. So here it is a Saturday. She's offering to buy it next week for $5,000. So I said, sure, let's do the deal. Can you send me a contract? So she got my email, sent me the contract for $5,000. I signed it and we planned for a closing on Wednesday. I called the seller and asked if we could meet on Tuesday so I can buy the land from him and get ownership of the land. So I met the seller on Tuesday, paid him $275 very nervously, and then went to the title company on Wednesday. It was Land Title. I still remember the title agent's name and picked up my check for $5,000. I was hooked. There's no way this process can be that easy. So What did I do? I kept mailing. I kept mailing. I did another deal. I got another one under contract. This time it was two acres. Once again, non buildable I I didn't understand the whole non buildable thing, but I found out later on that I was mailing a certain list and it was like the problems of all the, all the real, it was like the problem real estate list. And I talk about it, you know, more in other podcasts, but keep this one short. I went and met this lady I was dropping Emily off at the airport and me and Zechariah were staying home for that weekend and Emily was going to Florida. So I dropped Emily off and me and Zechariah, we pull through Denver and met this lady at her house in Denver, Colorado, and paid her $500 for two acres of non-buildable land, really close to NORAD. Uh, If you guys have ever heard of that, it's like where they track Santa, but um, (laughs) there's a lot more to NORAD than that. But Here's the cool thing. This is beautiful land, but turns out the only way you can get to it, we were trespassing on state property to get to this non-buildable land. Well, I disclosed all that. I just wrote up a quick ad on Craigslist. I didn't even think about using Facebook at that time, but I just wrote up a quick little Craigslist post and explained it that it was non-buildable. You can't get to the land without you know a helicopter or trespassing on state land. So you're going to need an attorney to work all this out and I sold it for $5,000. I 10X'd my money. I bought this land for $500. I sold this land within one week for $5,000. And this time it was on payments. The guy gave me $500 down. And I remember he lived in Fountain and I would drive to his house once a month (laughs) and pick up my $400 cash. But he paid me $400 a month until that land was paid off. And sometimes this guy would pay early. So roughly it took him, I think maybe six months to pay the whole five grand, but I had just gotten hooked on passive income. So I I told him, I was like, it can't be this easy. So we did it again and again, and again. So the next property that I bought was for roughly, we had about $1,000 into it and sold it this time for $35,000 on contract. So we got about $500 down and we sold it for $534 a month. To this day, I am still receiving payments of $534 a month on this parcel of land. Here's the cool thing about it. I have rentals. I thought I was smart buying rentals. You know, rich dad, poor dad says buy the rentals. You know, all these guys that are in real estate say buy rentals. It's passive income. Well, there's nothing like land passive income, but that's okay. I listened to them. So I bought my first rental in 2007. I bought this rental for $124,000. Well, everyone knows what was going on in 2007 the market was just turning. So this is at the top of the market and I had just gotten my real estate license. This is bef- right before I joined the military. And this is part of the reason why I joined the military because I got my real estate license and tried to get into real estate in 2008 when everything crashed. I buy this house for 124000 and I had just gotten my real estate license. So I'm really smart. I get a commission as the buyer's agent when I close on this house. So it was roughly like $4,000. And the only way I was able to buy this house was I had to borrow $1,000 for the earnest money deposit from my great grandmother. So when I closed, I got that real estate commission and I was able to pay my great grandmother back. And here we are. I've got this brand new house. Well, it's not really brand new, but it's brand new to me. It's my own place. And then I move not five months later to move to the coast and start selling real estate. I buy this house for 124,000 living in about four months and it needed some fixing up. So I also took out a home equity line of credit and it was $12,000. So now I'm, I'm in debt for like a hundred and twenty, what $6,000 or $136,000. You know, $124 plus a $12,000 line of credit, and the payment is almost $1,000 a month for both this line of credit and this mortgage. Well, I rent this house out at the top of the market. I rent this house out at $1,000 a month. So I may have been netting maybe $50 a month on this house. And I'll tell you what, something always broke. There was never any cash flow. I finally sold this house in 2019, still didn't make a profit, sold it for about $120,000, never made a profit on it. So here I had to take out debt for $124,000 plus a $12,000 line of credit and rent this property out. And I made roughly $50 a month net for almost what, 12 years, you know, 13 years. And then I cannot tell you, how many evictions? How many times this place got trashed? Because I learned hard lessons. You can't rent things out for the, at the top of the market because you're getting people with bad credit. And these guys, you know, they have to pay the most. So I should have been renting it for lower and getting good tenants, but I didn't know all this. But here I'm on my like fourth piece of land and I, I have a $1,000 into this piece of land and this is where I'm going with all this. I'm gonna wrap all this up. I have a $1,000 invested in this piece of land and I've now sold it for $35,000 on a contract that I'm getting monthly payments on of $534 a month. I was profitable on month three on that land. And oh, by the way, I don't have to evict anybody. There's no toilets to fix. There's no roaches, rats, or anything. I don't have to worry about this land. So what did I do? I kept mailing. And we kept buying land at massive discounts. And we kept selling this land at retail value and getting payments. And every one of these payments add up. I fast forward. Almost two and a half years later of stumbling through this, hiring coaches, paying for education and trying to build this business, we pulled in $59,000 last month and payments for land. I have a good buddy. He says, you know, sawdust shavings make large piles. So every time we sell a piece of land for, you know, 199 a month or $534 a month or even $49 a month, they all add up. So. That's my story and it's changed my life. I went from working, you know, 16, 18 hour days and my wife wouldn't see me for, for days at a time because I'd be in the field. Zechariah wouldn't see me. My children, I now have three beautiful children. And every once in a while, my son, Zechariah, I think he still remembers those days when I was working so much. He'll ask, Daddy, what time are you getting home tonight? And, and I get this, the great pleasure of saying, Don't worry, son, I'm going to pick you up from school today. Or when you get home today, after mommy picks you up and you guys get home today, we're going camping. It's just an amazing feeling of knowing that I now control my own time, my own schedule and make the decisions I want to do. You know, granted, I'm a hard worker and I love to work. But it's so nice having that freedom and the opportunity to do what I want to do when I want to do it. You know, we just got off of a three-week trip. Uh, we pulled the camper all over the United States, and we'd only planned on going one week, and we just extended it by two weeks. You know, it, it was just that easy. We were heading back from Wisconsin, where my where my in-laws live, and we just decided we we're going to just head south and go to Florida and visit my parents and. My friends and all that. So those little things. And here's the thing about children. You know, they don't care how many houses you own free and clear, how many dollars you have in your bank account. They don't care the car you drive. They just care about the quality and the quantity time you spend with them. You know, obviously the quality, but children also want the quantity. So that's why I do this. That's why I'm on a mission to shout from the rooftops about how great passive land investing is and how you too can build this system if i was able to build it as an army officer working you know a minimum of 13 hour days it's absolutely possible for anyone to do it so i'm Brent Bowers i've started this community the land shark community and i hope you get some inspiration from the story i'm not a polished speaker but i'm here to serve we're going to make people successful buying and selling land and building passive income. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.